0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Digital CXO Podcast. I'm your host Mike Bizard, and today we're with Alan Schimmel, CEO of TechStrong Group, publisher of DevOps.com, Security Boulevard, and of course, Digital CXO.
1: Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Let's not forget Container Journal. Absolutely. Let's <laughs> not. There's
0: just too many brands to. It's the company's growing at leaps and bounds.
1: Yeah. How would you like to manage them? Well, you do. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot of different brands, but you know, they 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 focus on a very narrow band of the community, right? And they and that I think is what's the special saucer Tech strong group is that look, if you're involved in cybersecurity or software development and operations, cloud and cloud native, those those are our people, Mike. That's our audience. And whether you are sitting high atop the chart at the sea level or you're an individual contributor, you know, we have different brands aimed at the different strata of that community, but it's that community. And, you know, in my opinion, that community makes the world go round today. Where would we be without without those industries in those areas?
0: Couldn't agree more, but let's jump into the show a little bit because the people are restless. We're seeing this great resignation trend. Another 4.5 million people apparently quit their jobs. I'm assuming uh, many of them have other jobs to go to, but maybe they don't. You recently put together a post on DevOps.com called "The Great Resignation in DevOps: Bah Humbug." What is your sense of what's going on with this? Has everybody just woken up one morning and said, "Yeah, I'm fed up," or is there some other macro trend at work here?
1: There, there are definitely macro trends at work, but you know, harping back to the post I wrote, I, I saw a reinforcement for the for my thoughts around that post. I read an article earlier today. It was the results of a survey out of Glassdoor about what are the five top jobs, five top jobs that people want today that offer good pay. And they defined good pay like at $125,000 a year uh, that that had good pay, good benefits, great working conditions, and allowed for a great work-life balance. Because that's really what's behind this great resignation, right? People want a decent wage, they want to have good work life balance. And those jobs, Mike, were Java developer, software enterprise architect, DevOps engineer, cybersecurity, and, uh, and data, excuse me, data scientist was number two. Data scientist was number two. So these are, um, you know, these are exactly those places where we play right and and so you know when when i look at the great resignation we always see a lot of turnover in our industry it's because there's so many jobs out there and and you know everybody can get a little bit more money a little bit better working conditions but the great resignation where four point something million people are left their jobs last month I don't know if it's in our areas, if it's in our community. And I don't want to be one of those not in my backyard kind of, or, you know, couldn't be my children kind of thing. But I, I I, don't know if that's true in our world, in our community, in the world at large, yes.
0: I think in the world at large, a lot of sea level folks are taken by surprise by all this. I think they assume that people were a little more locked into their jobs and I feel like they don't know how to respond. So what's your best advice to folks about how to limit or reduce that turnover? Cause it feels like everybody's kind of struggling with it on the management side.
1: Uh, Well, look, we struggle with it here at Textron Group. I I think this is going to be a year where, you know, with the cost of living and inflation, you got to give people raises. You got to make sure people are are adequately paid for the roles and jobs they they perform. I think as important as money though is Mike is the second thing I'd mentioned earlier, which is this work life balance. You, especially with more and more people working from home, not in offices full time, a lot of them are learning to navigate the on off button. Working, and I know you worked at home for many years, Mike. You knew how to. You've learned how to hit the on-off button. Many people are still learning that working from home, and so making sure you almost have to enforce uh, that work-life balance opportunity for people to to keep them happy is 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 the way for managers. To, to deal with, and I, you know, I use the culture where and a lot of people think culture is such a soft, soft aspect of it, but it's an important aspect. You want people not to feel like they're being grinded, you know, into the ground. You want people to feel that they're valued. You want people to feel that not only are they valued via the compensation money-wise, but they're valued as human beings and their well-being is valued. And and it's something you know we try to do here at TechStrong. I, know it was interesting. I was, I forgot where I was over the last month. I was talking to someone though who said, you know, I my friend works for this company and they have unlimited sick leave and paid time off, and they've got you know they they can take as much vacation, and you know and oh and once a month they get they have to like take a day off just to recharge. And I'm thinking, you know a lot of people listening to this out there have very similar benefits in their jobs. I don't think that's necessarily as special as it was in the tech world. You go out of the tech world, manufacturing, you know other kinds of places yeah, it is it that is kind of you know sounds like Tahitian syndrome or something to have those kinds of benefits, but I think that's the kind of culture you need to keep people today
0: well i have a wife and four children so the on off button is dictated by somebody else but
1: yeah well look (laughs) that's true and we all we all have our crosses to bear right we all we all have our bosses that we answer to
0: but i would also take note of a survey that red hat put together and they were saying the biggest Uh, hurdle towards digital transformation is just, in general, the lack of skills. So do you think this great resignation trend will have an adverse impact on the ability of organizations to digitally transform?
1: So I think we're mixing and matching here. I think one of the biggest inhibitors to organizations being able to digitally transform is being able to find employees with the right skill sets. I think that's been a problem before we came up with this great resignation thing, and it continues to be a problem today. Whether you're talking about people as software developers or QA and testers or SREs or cybersecurity folks, it is very, very, very hard finding people with that kind of skill set with those kinds of skill sets today. Um, it's a competitive marketplace for those kinds of folks and great resignation. I'm still gonna stick to it, Mike. I'm not coming off great resignation bomb, but you know, today, tomorrow, and yesterday, we have a tremendous skilled skills gap in those areas that you need for digital transformation. And until we address that issue, we're going to continue to suffer. Companies will, organizations will continue to, you know, fight over with themselves and fight with their competitors over hiring people with the right skills. And no sooner do they get hired, they move on.
0: Do you think that this is all coming at a time when we are trying to transform our businesses and there's this great supply chain crisis? And I think a lot of people are now looking at, changing their manufacturing processes and their distribution processes to move things closer to the point of consumption and kind of iron out some things. And the overall economy is expected to continue to improve, but we still have this COVID situation and uh, the improvements in the economy are uneven, shall we say? So how much pressure do you think there is on C-level execs going into
1: 2022? Um, you know, how much okay yes they're under a lot of pressure i'll say that from the outset because i don't want you to think i'm like you know ignoring it but is it more pressure than they were under in 2021 or 2020 or 2019 i guess that's my question answering a question with a question
0: i don't know for sure But I get the sense that maybe the timelines are compressed where the return has to be quicker than it was, say, two or three years ago, where you might have been managing with a six-month to a 12-month, even longer horizon. And now it seems to me everybody's trying to compress things down into a three-, six-, nine-month window.
1: Um, You know, internet time crunch again is not new i i don't know i really i don't know on that one Mm -hmm. i i you know yes there's a lot of pressure on us to do more faster um you know i think there's a lot of macro factors at play here in 2022 covid being part of it the move to digital transformation that covid has accelerated being part of it um the 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 great resignation contributing factor where people want they're just not going to stand for the same old same old right you're not going to churn and burn your people that people companies that do that are going to really suffer um but again, I, I think these are factors that have been in play and building up for the last five to 10 years. Well, let's flip this
0: a little bit. Um, Winston Churchill once said you should never let a good crisis go to waste. Do you think that in some ways this constant series of crises that we find ourselves in may be a good thing in the sense that it, it is easier to make changes because there's less resistance organizationally because people realize that something needs to give.
1: Yeah, but you know what? You know, Mike, you look at, if you remember Pat Riley, his coach of the Lakers, then the Knicks, and then the Miami Heat, right? Great basketball player before he became a coach. Pat Riley was one of those coaches that when he first came into an organization, he, he, he you know, sharpened that needle to such a point and had those players, his players playing at such a level. It was like, you know, maxed out. And for two, maybe three seasons, they could put forth that kind of effort. They were playing at that level and they competed in one championship's. In the next case, not so much, but they competed for championships. But what would happen was after two or three years, the point dolls. right? And Pat, and Pat would wear out his welcome as a coach because you just, you can't keep people on that edge all the time. You need people to be able to come down off the ledge, catch their breath, Right. It, you know, it, it's the same thing when you're running, c- watching CPUs on your servers back in the old days to show you how old I am. Right. You never want to run your your CPUs at a sustained level over 80 percent. That's looking for trouble. Right. You you don't run them that way. It's the same thing with your people. You can't you can't always be. I used to call it when, when COVID came out in 2020, you know, it was the hair on fire mode. Our hair's on fire. We're going to do everything at once as much as we can, as fast as we can, as long as we can. But that's not sustainable hair on fire mode. You've got to settle into whatever a new normal is. And I think going forward this next year for our executives out there, you've got to be looking for what the new normal is, something that's sustainable. You can't just run flat out hair on fire all the time.
0: Especially right. when we're not sure exactly where that may be going. Speaking yeah. of where we're going, um, mm-hmm. you and us at the Tech Strong Group have an online event coming up called Predict. And yep. so I'm going to put you on the spot. The theme of the event is Back to the Future. So what's some of your predictions for 2022?
1: Sure. So first of all, I should mention that, again, we've been doing Predict now since, geez, I think since 2018. 2017. So it's been four or five years of doing this virtual event called Predict. And um, over the years we've seen some amazing predictions from people. I've made some predictions not all of which turned out to be so good, but um, I'll give you some of my predictions for this next year. I do think that for 2022 it's going to be back to the future, which is the theme of this year's Predict. And what I mean by back to the future is this idea that somehow we have, you know, pulled the switch on the tracks and diverted the train off the tracks to deal with the COVID crisis, which has changed everything. I think in 2022, that train gets back on the regular track, right? We're not going to go backwards. We're not going to give up, you know, digital transformation efforts that were made you know in the name of COVID over the last year or two years but i i think it's going to be a return to business as normal as it was or as it is right there, there's going to be a lot of people working from home still but you know and if we can get past these variants and the vaccines and boosters and all that i do think it's going to be a back to the future back to normal which is is still, a, you know, a, bre- a relatively breakneck pace, right? Um, not, I'm not saying advancements are going to stop or evolution or innovation is going to stop. I, but I think where under COVID, we accelerated some projects that had immediate digital transformation payoffs, but we kind of slow tracked other projects that weren't directly related to digital transformation. I think in 2022, we're gonna see some of those projects, you know, CapEx kind of projects that need to get done. And, and they needed to get done before 2020, but we, we slow tracked them or, you know, put them at the back of the list. I think you're gonna see them getting, getting play in 2022, database projects and stuff that maybe is not directly related to digital transformation um security you know security just continues to as you said with the winston churchill quote it's the bad guys who never miss an opportunity for to use a good catastrophe right security's still going to be unfortunately uh you know a spur in our side as we continue to see you know almost mind-numbing statistics of of breaches and data incidents and You know, every time we figure out one new attack factor, another new attack factor pops up. I don't think supply chain incidents are going away. I don't think ransomware is going away. The question is, what's next? Is it API security? Speaking of API security, I think API security is something that's going to explode in 2022, right? We we live in a world, in tech anyway, where everything is connected via API. You know, and, I, and there's an old adage in security, you can't protect what you don't know you have. And I think most organizations today, if you ask them how many APIs and where are these APIs, they don't know. You know, the, this developer uses an API, that guy, this guy, everyone's using an API to connect things and we don't really know how many APIs we have, what their posture is, what are we doing to secure them? And I think that's, that's going to be a really big thing that Everyone needs to get their heads around in 2022.
0: All right, folks. Well, we invite you to come check out the Predict Conference. Starts on January 19th. You can compare what Alan's predictions are to what the rest of the industry is saying. We think it's going to be an awesome event. Alan, as always, thanks for being on
1: the show. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, especially for our digital CXO audience, there are a lot of C-level folks, a lot of venture capitalists, a lot of... You know, folks at that echelon who are presenting at Predict. So it is, it is a good one for your audience to check out. There's, there's a lot of good stuff there for them.
0: All right, folks, thanks for listening to our show. On the Digital CXO website, you can find complete episodes as well as show notes with links to the stories we discussed. And you can also follow us on your favorite social media platform and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you all next time.